Coming up on the pod, we have Cannabis Keenan back in studios. We discuss Matt Gates, Miss Piggy, Lil Nas X, and the dark detective comedy, Canadian Andy. comedy, The Kid Detective. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic, you got Cannabis Keenan, he's all right. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today we are the Real Buzz 2. I'm Real Buzzed Rob. I built that myself. I'd like to see the red, blue, green cocksucker put one of those together, duct taping it. <laughs> and to my left we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate you more than ever, Tanson Philip. I absolutely abhor you both. You're a dick. You're a dick, Scott. I'm a dick because you made me a dick. Bonazwa, uh, Romania. Why guys those call me Ugly Bob? Because you're so goddamn ugly, Ugly Bob. But then he gets with Celine Dion, right? Yeah, Celine Dion. And have some craft dinner. Say, Tans, I was just about to make some craft dinner. Would you like some? <laughs> you know I never turn down craft dinner, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> You had it ready to go. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's. I figured today's uh, theme would be Canadian drops. Oh, okay. I, I was trying to find the theme there. That makes sense to the me. The first drop was Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. Yep, I recognize that. Oh, cocksucker. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good looking fucking kitty right there. That's a fucking, fucking kitty, man. Uh, fucking way she goes, he says. Jesus, Murphy wreck. <laughs> good show. All right, so let's get right into the real buzzed current affairs. If I can find the right drop, God damn it, happens every time. Hello, you know I always eat crap dinner. <laughs> that should always be the end of the real buzz current affairs music. Hello, you know I always eat crap dinner. I love crap dinner. Celine Dion. Uh, first, uh, real buzz current affair we'd like to talk about. Matt Gates, Matt. It's we, I believe it's being dubbed Gatesgate, which fits. Whatever. I like it. Gatesgate. That's stupid. Matt Gates is they a done better United States congressman from the state of Florida who represents. He's a Republican, Republican Party, and <laughs> is being accused of violating federal child sex trafficking laws for allegedly having sexual relations with an underage girl and then paying for her to travel with him as he did those things. Uh, a lot of other allegations in regards to women he bragged about to his colleagues in Congress. Uh, one of his good friends is now in federal prison for sex trafficking. Doesn't look good for Gates. Doesn't look good for Gates, no. Um, it doesn't sound good for Gates, uh, to be honest with you. His story is he alleges that someone in the Justice Department tried to extort his father for the tune of $25 million to make these accusations go away. Uh, I guess at some point he was promised a presidential pardon if the money was paid because the story was going to come out. So Pardon from Trump or from Biden? Trump. Uh, back when Trump was yeah. still in No, this has been going on. The Justice Department has been investigating him for like a couple of years. I got a quick funny Trump story. Hit me with That it. I saw today. Okay. Apparently he's calling on uh, people to ban or like to boycott 
drinking Coca-Cola. The entire economy. Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff. Tylenol, Coke. Get but he had a bottle of Diet tied. Coke on his desk of course. when he tweeted out the picture. So it's just like, God damn it, man. This guy just can't get it together. And it sounds like, uh, you know, politicians in America as a whole just can't fucking get it together. Uh, we're, no. we're good for one of our elected officials at least once a year doing this. If not on the federal level, at least some state representatives are going down. The, so. the way our politics run right now, it's not incentivizing people who are, would be good at the job to run for it. It's yeah. Politicians are assholes, man. You show me a politician, I'll show you a fucking asshole. Yeah, they all they all turn out to be that the same way. I, I'm not saying they all turn out to travel with child sex well, okay, workers. Well, no, okay, different but, degrees know. of asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I They're wish, all inherently selfish people. I wish I could say that I was surprised at this story, which, you know, I guess I... I don't know enough about Matt Gates to be like, well, it really shocks me that this guy would do that. But I don't know enough to say, you know, it doesn't shock me. It's just with with our elected officials, especially from certain states and of a certain party. But I, I you can't even both say sides. that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's both, both sides. One hundred percent. They both yeah. suck. It's uh, horribly. There's no partisanship when it comes to being a piece of shit. No, that's one thing that the Republicans, Democrats, all they have in common. They're fucking assholes. Yeah, because Al Franken, he's a Democratic senator, right? And he was jerking off in front of people and stuff. No, you have that story way wrong. He was doing something, right? He, well, okay, he resigned. Is he a Democratic senator? He resigned, so he's not. But he was. He was, but the- uh, He was a Democrat, that was the point. So he resigned because there was a, a, a female reporter wearing a flak jacket on a plane that he was traveling with, and he's a prankster. So he hovered his- uh, He's a prankster. He hovered his uh, palms over her- Breasts, which the oh, flag I jacket. remember the picture. It, it, yeah, it, it was okay. not good. It's not good. It's not good. That's good. It's definitely not the degree of what you were saying it was. So that, it, well, whenever the Me Too stuff was coming out, it seemed like everyone was just jerking off in front of everyone, which he, is a thing I don't understand. So I'm sorry to label Al Franken that way. But, you know, Louis C.K., he was jerking off in front of people. Yeah, I think Louis said it best. He's like, look. Have you ever looked at yourself in a mirror while you were jerking off? Why would you do that? No, no I haven't. I don't want to. I don't want to show think somebody. I want to. Exactly. God damn it! Every fucking time. I don't. I don't want somebody else to watch me while I'm, you know, pounding the pud. Well, and that's the thing. Louis said it best. He's like, look, if you're gonna jerk off in front of someone, you should probably ask them for their consent before you do it. If they do give you that consent, you probably still shouldn't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I don't want to say something overly. But you definitely shouldn't travel with a, a child that you're taking no, around a bank. No, what Matt Gates did and what Louis C.K. did aren't quite the same. They're both bad, but Matt Gates is worse because it's there's underage children involved. Yeah. But anyway, he then proceeded to have an interview with Tucker Carlson, which was wild. Oh, he, he went on Tucker tonight, huh? Yeah, man. And he tried to rope Tucker in on some of the accusations. He's like, yeah, Tucker, you remember? Remember that time that you were accused of something that you didn't do? He's like... What? No, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's like, yeah, some girl said you sexually molested her, but you said you didn't. He's like, yeah, there was a mentally ill person 20 years ago who I'd never met who accused me of sexual assault, but I'd never met her, so obviously it wasn't true. But he's like, yeah, so you know what it's like. I, he's like, I'm distancing myself from this. I, and he even, even said, Tucker's distancing himself. Tucker said afterwards, that's the strangest interview I've ever conducted. Did you guys see that interview? That wasn't was that strange. The strangest interview I've ever conducted. Obviously, this is a push by the Democrats. Trying to say me, Tucker Carlson? Yeah, and people are people are just everyone's distancing themselves from Matt Gates. His comm director resigned. Um, I think it's safe to say he's not going to be reelected. I say that. I say yeah, who that. The fuck knows? I don't know. He probably is going to be in jail. You're not a Parks and Rec fan, are you? 
I've seen a lot of episodes. I wouldn't call myself diehard. There's a. Uh, I like Nick Offerman a lot. There's kind of a smaller recurring character, uh, Congressman Wexler or something like that, who's always getting into outrageous sexual like scandals and stuff like that. Yeah, and far from the course know, in politics. And I think he keeps getting reelected anyway. But that's in a fictional show, so. All right, let's move on to the next Real Buzz Current Affair. Did you hear uh, Miss Piggy got the Pepe Le Pew treatment? Miss Piggy did. Yeah, they, uh, people are now saying that Miss Piggy should be canceled because of her aggressive sexual advances on Kermit the fucking frog. They're fucking, oh, no. They're, they're, pig puck, they're puppets. They're pig puppets and fucking frog puppets. Yeah, no, we, yeah, well, uh, man. I mean, I didn't really give a shit about Pepe Le Pew. I, they're like, oh, we canceled. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I, I haven't heard the name Pepe Le Pew in 20 years. Poor Kermit, huh? People are trying to stand up for Kermit. I mean, but that's... Kermit. I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, no, I... It just seems ridiculous. Just leave it the fuck alone, dude. So they want to just get rid of Miss Piggy entirely? I don't know. I think they Get rid def- of all the Muppets movies? They're going to rebrand her, I guess, as being... I guess she's going to be asking for a lot more consent before she hugs, hugs and kisses Kermit. She's in love with Kermit, though. And I don't. And he's in love with her. They just have a very, you it know. It seems a little more one-sided, but I agree with you. Ah, he loves her. There's, I don't think there's Kermit. There's things with them going around. I don't think Kermit feels he's being sexually assaulted. But also, I don't think so he's either. not real. He's a fucking frog puppet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, so, Sam, uh, yeah. Pull back the curtain. Sam and I will send each other little Kermie and Piggy being cute to each oh, other. Oh, that man. is cute. How cute is that? Yeah, so fuck that. They can't cancel that shit. Well, I don't know. They're going to do something with her. But... They got married at one point, I'm pretty sure, because yeah. I've seen I've seen little gifts of that. So Of course. And, 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 then, they had, and then they consummated their puppet marriage with yeah. puppet frog piggies. Yeah. Friggies. Well, I need to look more into that story. I hadn't heard about that. Friggs. It's stupid. It's stupid. Uh, do you want to do Lil Nas X next, or do you want to do DMX next? We got a pair of X's. I'm good either way. Let's, go, let's do D, let's do uh, the original X. The original X. Uh, what Earl? I believe is his first name. Yeah, Earl Williams or Wallace or something. Yeah. So I guess X. Uh, yeah, o- DMX. OD'd. OD'd. Not the first time he's done it, unfortunately. Yeah, and I haven't seen anything saying what he OD'd on. I imagine some pills. Or I some was trying shit. to find that out too. My first thought is fentanyl but i don't know i mean i don't know he was i don't think he was like you know into one kind of drug i think it was a lot of drugs yeah so yeah he he took a bunch of something had a heart attack and apparently the paramedics tried to resuscitate him for a half hour yeah on the scene for a half hour when he and during that time he had no oxygen supplied to the brain it's not good so now he is in a vegetated state from what i've read and they held a vigil for him the other night they flew his kids in which i think he's got a lot of kids but they flew he in does. yeah from what i remember he has quite um, a few so you know just sad we we did cradle to the grave on this and we've we've debated dmx's acting abilities but you know sad to see him uh you know and he he definitely had his Legal issues and, you know, moral questionable yeah, he, things he that was he's done. But, fresh you know. off of a 12-month bid for tax evasion. Yeah, and he seemed like he was somewhat doing better, getting getting his life together a bit. I don't know. I remember seeing him on Instagram rapping with Snoop not too terribly long That was ago, July but. of 2020. That was yeah. Legends versus Legends or something. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw I follow Snoop on the IG, so yeah, I saw it, something. But. And it sucks. I don't want to give up on... X too soon because Lamar Odom had a similar incident that he fully recovered from. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, he's still alive as of the time but we're recording. Doesn't this. look great, and you know, rest in peace, X. If that happens, hopefully it doesn't. If it comes to that, I hope it doesn't. Yeah, get well. 
Get well. Get well. We'll go with that X. for now. All right. Speaking of X, Lil Nas X had quite the week. Lil Nas X, yeah. What uh, a did, video, uh, huh? Yes, if you've seen the video. I haven't watched the full thing, but I've seen the parts that are outraging everyone. Same with me. Yeah. I, actually, uh, I saw it in a very funny context because Rudy Giuliani was talking about it on his podcast, and the way he tried <laughs> to describe what was happening in like G-rated language it was so fucking funny. I, I need to look that up. It's that so hilarious. fucking funny. It's this serpent that you know comes down and is also Satan, and then Lil Nas X essentially simulate sex with it oh he gives it a he gives it a very sensual lap dance yeah well and he goes like all the way from heaven down to hell on a stripper pole like there's there's a scene of him like going down funny yeah on the stripper pole and you know people a lot of people got pissed that that he had a shoe deal where uh he was gonna have a nike shoe that uh only cost a grand only cost a grand had a drop of human blood on the soles Yep. Which apparently Nike lashed back and they were like, we aren't actually making this shoe. Like, we sell these shoes to this third party and they're designing them. So we're going to try to stop those from being made. But, yeah, it was uh, quite rough and tumble. But my favorite thing that came out of the Lil Nas X thing, um, and kind of the way that I feel about it, is a meme I saw. And it said, uh, when I was 12 years old, I watched Satan have a homosexual relationship with Saddam Hussein. Yep. Your kids will be fine. South Park. And then it was South Park with, and you know that's kind of, hey, yeah, whatever. Hey, Satan, let's fuck. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guy. Hey, what are you saying, guy? Yeah, I watched Satan in a in a gay love triangle with Saddam and Chris. <laughs> Chris. Where was I gonna go? Cincinnati or Cleveland? Whatever they say. Yeah. Uh, right, and that's. I just think, and this doesn't hit me. I'm not. I'm not a religious person, so I think this is all very fucking funny. Yeah, it I doesn't think it's bother me in the least. A bit of a publicity stunt for it. Oh, it 100 percent is, and good for Lil Nas X. He's having a yeah. He is an openly gay black male rapper, and he's out there having a fucking great time. Yeah, and good for him, man. That's what I'm saying. Good for him. I you, this the, this whole Satan thing. I think is uh, this angle's working for him, and I I. More power to him, man. I think it's fucking funny. Well, yeah, and he he had Old Town Road, which I'm not a fan of, but you know it is catchy. It gets stuck in your head. When I was, I was still that was God, four years ago, three, well, three. Yeah, I don't know. It was a I while was still ago. Still DJing very regularly back then, so I've heard that song a lot. Yeah, a lot of people loved that song, and uh, but it was kind of a one hit wonder. Really hadn't heard anything else from him. So how else are you going to get your name back out there? Rejuvenate his career, man. Exactly. Go give Satan a lap dance. It's what the metal bands did in the, in the, the 70s exactly, and 80s, Exactly. Dude. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne was biting heads yeah. off of bats on stage. So it's, No, that, that's the thing. Like Satan's always been this thing in popular culture, right? Yeah. It's it's not I I don't it just I think it's fucking funny. I think it's fucking funny how upset people are about it. Yeah, I saw some some rapper that I had never heard of because I am I am far from being caught up on anything was mainstream it, or music. Was it Lil Baby or Da Baby or Babies? There's, there's a lot of baby rappers. Some, now. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody was like, like I understand what Nas is doing. He did it as a publicity stunt, but like your uh, my kids loved Old Town Road. You got to understand all these kids looked up to you for Old Town Road and Lil Nas X tweeted back and he was like, I talk about like some he's like i talk about lean and some other shit in old town road like yeah. I, it's not like that song was a it's good not fucking a g-rated hip-hop exactly song. he was yeah. like control your kids or just fucking understand it's entertainment for entertainment's value if you watch scarface if your kid sees scarface that doesn't mean he thinks selling blow and murdering cops is okay it just yeah. it's entertainment for entertainment's sake right exactly or banging his sister yeah that's weird yeah. you want to fuck me tony 
Yeah, it's fucked up. It's really funny. I haven't seen Scarface in a long time. Uh, it's long. It's too it long. That's why. I mean, I've started it probably. I mean, even ten years ago would would have been the last time. But I've watched the first like hour of that movie and a then fallen asleep times. so many different times. Yep. You almost have to like view it episodically. Like it yeah. should have been a three part miniseries. Yeah. An hour each, maybe four. I don't know. But, Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, uh Oliver Stone is my. Martin, not Martin Scorsese. Brian De Palma. Directed that? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought it was a... I don't even know who Brian De Palma is. He did that in Carlito's Way. And, oh, okay. Th- yeah. Those are two big ones. Yeah. He's he, he's done some movies that you would know. All right. Let's get this party started. Yeah. Fucking rage. The yeah. movie that we are now... Oh, Keenan, did you have anything else? No, I was just going to say, was that it for the, the events? That's it. That's it for That's the That's all events. I've got, unless you have something I else. I got nothing else. Nothing else? I got nothing else. And nothing else. It's weird that I can see these fishermen walking outside my window. Hey, buddies. Hey, guys. Crap dinner. There's no fish back there, guy. The <laughs> movie we are reviewing today is called The Kid Detective. The release date was 9-16-20. Very new movie. Not the newest we've done, but still very new. Directed by Evan Morgan. Before this, he was known for some shorts that he directed. I was not familiar with any of them. After this, obviously, the movie's just released a few months ago, so nothing yet. Okay. Cats. Cast. I really only felt the need to highlight two people in the cast. Obviously, Adam Brody. Yep. As Abe Applebaum. Applebaum. It's they say Applebaum. It's spelled Baum. Bothers me. <laughs> it's very Jewish. Uh, Sophie Nelise as Caroline. Yeah, those are really the only two. And there's really no other big names at all. In this I would. Movie. I, I, yeah, no honorable mentions. Yeah. These are all no name actors. I guess the third lead you could say is. The secretary? Yeah, the secretary kind of who is from Veep. She, uh, I don't know, you've probably never watched that show, but she plays Julia. Well, hold on. Why, have I, why have I probably never watched Veep? I don't Because we've never talked about it. Have you ever watched Veep? No. I love Veep, man. You would it's, like it. I think it's I would like it, show. too. I, I've seen yeah. clips where I'm, I think it's very funny. She plays Catherine, who's Julia Louis-Dreyfus's daughter, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus just fucking hates her. Like, she just talks shit. <laughs> she's like, Catherine, smile. I don't know. It's so funny. Isn't, uh, what's her face from My Girl in that show, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, great. I, God, I can't remember her name. Uh, Anna Klumsky, Chumsky, something like that. Yeah. Something Chum, Chum. I know I, I've seen it too. I can see it in my mind's eye. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those last names that I've seen, and I don't know how to pronounce it really. Yeah. It's like C L C H L U M S K Y. Klumsky. 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 Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Klumsky. Ah, eh, fuck it. Alrighty then. So let's start with Adam Brody. Before this, he was known for Gilmore Girls, Mister and Mrs. Smith. Thank you for smoking. The O C. Jennifer's Body. Cop Out. Scream Four. Chips. Shazam. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And most recently, Promising Young Woman, which is fan-fucking-tastic. You didn't even say my favorite movie is of his. Which one? Which is Grind. It's a skateboard movie yeah. that came out in the early 2000s. That's so funny because he, I watched an interview with him where he said he had an interaction with Brad Pitt. And he was like, yeah, man, one of my favorite movies is Grind. Like, and he was like, whoa, that's pretty <laughs> fucking crazy. Grind is a sweet movie. He plays like the guy that they have to convince. He's like the nerdy guy that doesn't want to go on the trip, but they have to like kidnap him from the fast food place he works at. I feel like I need to watch that. I've never seen it. Oh, uh, well, it doesn't hold up quite that well, but I watch it within the last five years, and I have all kinds of nostalgia for it. So it holds up in my mind. I watched Shazam recently. That one, I, I was, still haven't seen it. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah? Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. And he's also, after this, he uh, is set up for a Shazam sequel. 
Okay. Yep. He's not Shazam, though, is he? No. Yeah. He that's is... the guy from Ted I, or whatever. It's hard to explain. I don't want to give away yeah, anything. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But, you, but yeah, he's not Shazam. Okay. Sophie Nalise, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think she's French-Canadian. Uh, that would make sense. Yeah. This she's mo- definitely Canadian. This movie reeked of Canadian everything. Yeah. At one point, somebody says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It. And it's somebody that was talking normal, and then they throw in an I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry, guy. Before this, she is known for a... Oh, okay. Uh, she is French-Canadian. She's known for a bunch of French-Canadian independent films, and then also known for the 47 Meters Down sequel. Oh, 48 meters down. That's what they should have called it. I don't know why they didn't just do it. <laughs> That's what they should have done for sure. 48 meters down. It's one more meter, guys. Yeah, keep doing that. One more meter than the last one. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's like three feet, isn't it? I don't, I don't remember meters. Yeah, so, that's. I think yeah. that's a yard. I think meters and yards are fairly similar. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Pretty damn close. Yeah, the goddamn metric system. Yeah. After that's what this, the rest of the world is saying, those fucking Americans. Yeah, I know. Uh, nothing as of yet. Again, this is a very new film. Yeah, it's good. I love this movie. Bring uh, moving on to net worths. Two chains smoking on that gas. Life's a beat on Cinemax movie. Bought my boo bigger tits and a bigger ass. Let's bring it back. Bring it back, baby. Mama, <laughs> stop that bit from the tin knot. Eat that money in my pan that night. No, I didn't get the money. Uh, okay, Adam Brody. Nobody hollering at you. Nobody hollering at you. Um, Adam Brody. Well, you know, you just listed off. I, I have a oh, note here I that's was, like, I, I haven't believe, seen him in forever. I couldn't believe how much he was yeah, in. He's done a bunch of shit. So I'm going to, I'll say 25 million. Pretty close. 16. Okay. I was surprised. I was like, oh, he, he's worth a lot more than, a lot more famous people than he. Than him, yeah. Than good he, for him. Whatever. Good for him. The OC, he's probably getting residuals on that. Uh, That's a great fucking point. Yeah. The OC for sure. And Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I didn't know he was on that. I didn't either. Yeah. Sophie Nelise. Nelise. It's uh, French. Fuck, I don't know. A million dollars. A million dollars. All right. Yeah. One million dollars. Come on down. You got it right. I mean, shit, man. She, <laughs> shit, man. Those French Canadian movies, they're paying off, bro. Yeah, what are you going to do? All right, moving on to Specs and Deets. Yes, indeed. Runtime 100 minutes. Good. It's good. Yeah. I didn't I, think it stuck around too long. I don't think so either. I don't think it lingered. When I saw it was 100 minutes, I'm like, this probably needs to be 90. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head I would inherently take out. I think it's all pretty essential. Yeah, him being trapped in the closet for as long, but that would only cut out. You could cut out maybe 30 seconds. Of yeah, being, then yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Budget, unlisted. Very okay. much an independent film bought by Sony. Okay. Opened at 150k and grossed 367k. This is one of those movies that, because it was an independent film and bought by a studio later, obviously the opening when it when it was it probably opened at a film festival of some right. kind. Yeah, I, I don't think this is indicative of the movie being bad. I think it's just indicative of the movie not being known. Yeah, because I think that's fair. Adam Brody, not an, a great great writer, great actor, very funny. Not an A list guy that's going to bring in a large audience. And when you add that to the fact that everyone else is a no name actor, yeah, you're gonna. This is going to make its money back uh, the way we saw it on um, streaming services. Yeah, and one of the things that I saw as the opening credits were rolling, because obviously it's a, it, it's also not like a Hollywood movie. It came out of uh, Canada, and it's a small Canadian movie. And I noticed that it said like made in association with Crave. 
Entertainment, which is like a Canadian channel that makes the show Letterkenny. So it could have been like a, it could have been like an HBO movie or some shit. Yeah, uh, you know, up there. Oh, I agree. I think the same exact movie under a different, not even studio. Just if if HBO would have bought this thing and Mark, I think it would have been a, a much bigger hit. But yeah, it, I'd never heard of it. But I had neither. No, uh, the person who's supposed to be on the podcast with us tonight who couldn't make it he's like you have to watch this movie i'm like i've seen it on amazon but i gotta give it a shot blown away very good yeah all right plot keywords number one midlife crisis yep number two detective fair number three rear male nudity yep 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 I'm checks out that checks one. out number four waking up naked yeah number five same scene 32 year old oh, well, which is specific which is my age yeah he's, all he's right 32. there you go so you're the same age as Abe Applebaum, huh? Okay, first of all, we have to admit this he's not 32 in this movie. He's 40. <laughs> like he he's Well, in real life. In real life. He, but in the movie he's 32. He doesn't not look 32 though, honestly, yeah. man. He has aged very I I look he older than him. He looks the same that he as he did back in the yeah. day, I feel like. I look older than him and I'm his age. Well, no, I'm his, his character's age. I'm 8 years younger than him in real life. So fuck, man. Uh, white people generally don't age that well. This guy does. He's a goddamn fucking something rare. Taglines. There was only one. I liked it. No longer a kid. Not much of a detective. Okay. I don't. I think he's a great detective. It reminded me of the Britney Spears song "I'm Not a Girl." Not yet a woman. Not yet a detective. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that went? Yeah, I think yeah, that was something right. like not, that. Not a girl, not yet a first grade detective. Yeah, that might have been the Weird Al version of that song. <laughs> oh my god, I, that whatever would be happened so to that funny. guy? He's, I mean, he's still raking in residuals, dude. Wearing them uh, piano neckties. Yeah, and piano keyboard that, neckties. Do you think he Jerry curls his hair, man? It's permed, right? It's got to be permed. That's the question. That's the real question. The curls are so... They're very tight. They're very poignant. Yeah. I mean, that's his shtick. That's his look, you know? Yeah. Like, if he ever showed up with a normal haircut, he'd just be Al Yankovic. He wouldn't be Weird Al. Can you imagine (laughs) if he, like, took a straightener to his hair and just walked up, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Hey, guys, I'm Al Yankovic. Like, ah, no. Bring out Weird Al. Yankovic. I wonder what... uh, ethnicity or where what country uh middle uh i'm guessing polish or something polish could it's be got polish the, it's got the silent j it definitely has mila the jovovich eastern blocker vibe to it yeah i don't know what he is but you know what's up weird al come on the pod anytime oh he's welcome anytime yeah we'll sing songs together man i used to like that albuquerque song he had not familiar yeah it's like seven minutes long yeah oh that's too long yeah. oh i remember i was obsessed with he was parodying the uh, rest in peace King R. Kelly. Well, his career anyway. Uh, he was parodying Trapped in the Closet. Uh huh. And it was Trapped in the Drive Through. Oh, there you go. Very funny, dude. Have you ever watched the Trapped in the Closet series? Every single, every single one. I have too, and they're fantastic. They're so good. And of course, I bring it up later in my notes, but we'll it's get there. So good. Like then, Mitchell jumped out the cabinet. It just it, <laughs> so it doubles random. down every single yeah. episode. It just goes like, okay, how can we make this way weirder and way more dramatic and just like his whole? Then I pulled out my Beretta. Then I pulled out my gun. Oh, so good. I haven't watched that in forever. I should watch that again. Oh god, trapped yeah, in the closet. No, can Keenan, we do real buzz trapped in the closet that review? That is such a fucking great idea. Yeah, let's because do it. I I can't tell you. When, I think I was. In high school still, late high school. Oh, I was young. I used to know a lot of the first few 
episodes like I used to sing them. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. That sounds about right. Yeah, well, stay tuned for the real buzz, real traps. We don't want to ruin we, no spoilers. The real traps. But if you if you have a YouTube account, and we all know you do, even if you don't, you probably can you know just go Google it. watch Trapped in the Closet. I it's so on YouTube. I don't think it supports R. Kelly in any way. I don't think he has it monetized on YouTube. So just go watch it. It's fucking. It's a soap opera. You but, shouldn't get peed on when you press play. There no. shouldn't just be a little pee that comes. Then the pee come out the computer. All that right. could be a part in Trapped in the Closet, though. Wake up in the morning, bed that don't belong to me. That shit just escalates so fast. And a voice said, good morning, darling, from the bathroom. Oh, it sounds like you still remember him. Yeah. And I looked up into my surprise that she wasn't <laughs> yeah. you. It's, it's, yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, all right, where, where the fuck were we? That, uh, that I, I think it's almost time for the canopsis. It is the canopsis. All right. I'm excited for your canopsis. Please give us your canopsis, Cannabis Keenan. As a kid, Abe Applebaum was a hotshot detective in some small Canadian town. Today, he is a washed up 32 year old, not like Robbie, because you're not washed up. Well, the 32 year old. Anyway, haunted by a case from his childhood. When he gets a chance to solve his first real murder, the kid detective finds himself wrapped up in all sorts of shit he didn't plan on. It was weird because normally you end know, with, the, yeah. with the, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, I, I couldn't figure out a way to, it, yeah, anyway, I just had to work it in there. No, I liked it. That was good. It, 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 this is definitely, what. so if you had to describe this film in one genre would you call it i guess this dark comedy it's all you can do yeah I, and there were definitely funny parts to it like just him Very funny. was being funny but i i would say more murder mystery almost like it yeah. it, it, it notches them both like so when I, I guess, just because of In Bruges, that's like what I judge all other dark comedies against. And I, this, this gave me In Bruges vibes, not from any other sense than it is a, also a dark comedy. Well, see, and I didn't find it as funny as In Bruges. It's not. But the thing is, is like In Bruges, I found funnier upon each viewing. So I, I do want to watch this again because the writing was very, very good in this, and a lot of the shit came back around, and a lot of it. It's, it was like not a lot of wasted stuff so that I, didn't end up coming back. So. I will tell you, this was my second viewing of it, and I can corroborate that that is in fact true. The, some yeah. of the jokes are funnier the second time because you know the entirety of the plot, and you're like, oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. For, for example, so when they are at Caroline's grandparents' house, and then they see a photo of what appears to be her parents, which is clearly just a stock photo of right. people skiing— I, the first time I didn't pick that up because I didn't know that those weren't her parents yet. Now it's really fucking funny because they just they took a stock photo yeah. of people skiing from a magazine. Like, yeah, just that's, that's, yeah. Because they died in a downhill skiing accident. Yeah, both of them. It was very blustery that day. It's very funny. Yeah. That's, so upon the second viewing, I found that joke much funnier. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I, dark comedy, murder, mystery. It notches a lot of good boxes. Just a good movie. Good overall, solid very movie. Very good movie. Yeah. Very funny. Adam Brody is fucking perfect in it. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. All right, then. yeah, let's do it. It's time for the Real Buzz Rundown. Uh, I don't have too much stuff, so I, however you want yeah. to do I can, it. I'll I can... tell you what. I'll, I'll just start, and then you can sprinkle in. Yeah. I, I have quite a bit. Not quite a bit. I have the normal amount. Okay. I'll sprinkle. Uh, I, the first thing I noticed is, God, his fucking parents are such dicks. Like, they go to and sit down. Like, can you imagine if you're having any kind of a social interaction with your parents, like, in their house, just visiting, no booze involved, 
You're hungover. No booze involved. And he's just like, they're like, how are your finances? Fuck off. How are my finances? Yeah, fuck off, Dad. How's that sound? Yeah. It, well, his parents suck the whole movie. I mean, them following him around later on in the movie. Um, his parents are dicks. Yeah. They're bad parents. Yeah. Um, whenever he's like with his aunt and uncle or whatever, and they're asking him about, well, you got any cases? And he's like, he's not supposed to talk about his cases. Like, well, let me talk about this one, Dad, you fucking dick. Well, that's right. Because it, when he asked about his finances, he goes, yeah, I cut a really big case last week. He's like, oh, what's it about? The guy wanted me to find out if another guy was gay. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, yeah he was. That's wonderful. And that was a funny thing, too, whenever he went, runs into the kid. He's like, oh, I was working a case here at the butcher shop the other day. And the kid's a little asshole. He's like, hey, your dad's gay. No, he just goes, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He goes, yeah, your dad's gay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, his parents suck in this movie. Very, very much so. I love that this movie is so unapologetically Canadian, even down to the names. Uh, like you have names like Rory Beans, and uh, there, and there's a bunch of like names that are alliterations like Abe Applebaum, Gracie Gulliver, Ellis Irwin. That's which, true. Yeah, there's yeah. just a lot of it's just very wholesome, very Canadian. Constable names. Kramer or Const- something. Yep. Oh, yep. And, well, Rory Beans isn't, but that's my favorite name. The whole movie. Rory Beans is a good name. It's a great fucking Canadian name. I like the way that it started out. Um, like I, I guess the very first scene is when you see Gracie kind of get approached by a car, so it's kind of eerie at that point. And then when he goes into his whole shake about at 12 years old, I solved the case of the missing time capsule or whatever. And he's like, I got free ice cream from life or for life. And then later on, when you see his life's kind of a piece of shit and he's being ridiculed by his parents, his secretary kind of gives him shit. He goes and gets that free ice cream. And that fucking guy completely hates him. For oh, it yeah. You guys like, guy- I know I said for life, but dude, it's been 20 fucking years, man. Come on. Can you pay me once? I'll just do one of the, the butterscotches. <laughs> But if I had free ice cream for life, fuck it. You better believe if I had a bad day, I'd go get it. Butterscotch pecan. You you told me I would have free ice cream for life. Here's my card. Yeah, I mean that's until management changes. But that 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 holds up. If you make that claim, free ice cream for life, you gotta you have to honor that. Yeah. Well, it, you just get the scene or the feeling right off the bat that you know you see his highs from when he was a kid, and then just everyone in his life just thinks he's a worthless piece of shit. Pretty much his parents, years, yeah. his secretary. Uh, which shout out to her, the Catherine from Veep. Um, Not being able to find Gracie Gulliver just ruined his entire it ruined his, his entire mojo. yeah. And you know, for twenty years, he just kind of became the kid detective that turned into the detective not taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. And turns out he was wrong about Roy Beans and other stuff too. You know, so yeah, yeah. Some of his logic was a bit off. They're like, yeah, oh. Someone he stole. By, yeah, he got bit by a dog. Yeah, someone stole the fundraising money. What was fundraising for? It was, well, it was for helping animals. Rory Beans got bit by a dog last month. Like that is what? Yeah, that I, is not. That's so not clearly even, he doesn't want to help animals. Yeah, dude, that's not even like what is it? What does the cop need before he searches your car? Um, probable cause. That's not even probable cause. No, that's just straight speculation. He fucking convicted Rory Beans based on the fact he was bit by a dog. And another thing, though, that ends up coming back around because he, when it's revealed that the principal actually was the bad guy the whole time, spoiler alert, he's like, you just wanted to test me. You just wanted to see if I was as good as everyone thought I was. And clearly, you knew that I was making that shit up. So that's why you started 
throwing Gracie in a shed. He, but on the opposite side of that uh, argument, he does have some savvy detective skills that he picks up. Like, like when he, oh, walk, he's good. Yeah, I think he's he, legitimately. When he, when he walks into a place, uh, he always leaves a window open in case he needs to break back in. <laughs> That's an interesting quirk thing, and that is a thing that you knew was going to come back at some point in time. Well, of course, the, but the, I'm glad he ate the cupcake when he went back. The foreshadowing. There's so much foreshadowing yeah, in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely, definitely races that um, Caroline thought that her Asian boyfriend could have been the only person that left her origami foldings because, well, why do you think it was him? He's the only Asian in our school. Yeah, absolutely. But again, another thing that comes back around when he's like, uh, it's Japanese. And she's like, I'm so racist. He's like, that's <laughs> like, not that uh, bad. It's not the end of the world, but yeah. Because when she did say that, I was like, ooh, because that's her, a little... Ooh. Her boyfriend is Chinese, yeah, and, and origami's a Japanese. And yeah. the people that I've known in my life that do origami stuff usually aren't Asian at all. And I've ne- No, I yeah. would say I've never received... The only usually origami... Old, weird white guys. Yes, the only origami I've received is... Which it was. ...is from uh, w- white men who are likely incels now. Yep. Yep. Well, there was a guy that used to come into Conrad's, and he'd, uh, he'd tip normal amounts but then he'd uh fold a two dollar bear bill into like a hawaiian shirt i remember that i i've seen him i go around lee summit yes. it wasn't just Conrad. no you but. showed me because you kept one you're like yeah this guy yeah. folded into a hawaiian like, this shirt. is really fucking cool that's pretty cool so, i mean you know but that was some old white dude that just goes to bars by himself so there you go who knows Fuck, what that dude, fucking guy does? i've i've been doing that recently yeah uh, yeah i'm not so, i don't yeah. know if i'm old yet but I've yeah been... but you're not doing origami once you start doing the origami we'll freak out okay cool yeah that's that's a good point yeah we'll, we'll know it's gone too far if i start folding bills into funny shapes yeah rob i think you got a bit of a problem now rob it's one thing if you go drink by yourself at a bar but stop folding the bills into stop Hawaiian the shirts bills, into bro. stars and oh <laughs> jesus i think this movie does a fantastic job of having it's like this dichot like this dichotomy theme of very leave it to beaver and also has this dark gritty vibe at the same time. It's like only a Canadian murder mystery could be so clean and wholesome but also have uh elements of a dark comedy that are kind of more gritty. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, this movie it it I feel like dark comedy is a hard thing to do. Um, you know, to make light when you're trying to make something as serious as this is. A kid gets stabbed 17 times. Yeah, but uh, they also do things like call a person who lost their, like, so Gracie Gulliver's mother who lost her husband, they call her the Widow Gulliver. Who the fuck does that? Yeah, well, small town. I don't know. Maybe, you know. It's the Widow Gulliver. Why don't you say Mrs. Gulliver? I mean, it's, I, we don't have to, why do we have to, like, why does her title have to be that her husband's dead? Yeah. That's, I don't it's know. very old-fashioned. The old Widow Gulliver. The Widow Gulliver's in your in your office. It's very American uh, Outlaws, where it's like, old man Hatchet, or Cratchit, is down there on the thing. And it's, it's just weird that her title is now, because her husband has died, she's now the Widow Gulliver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to go back to, uh, just while we're going down my notes. Of course. Um, while he's getting shit from everybody at the beginning, he's got that random roommate that it's never yeah. really explained. It's just like he's just his, his roommate, roommate, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. And um, But I did feel for the roommate when the roommate comes back and he's carrying the toilet paper and Adam Brody's like, oh, good, you got my text. Like, yeah, man, really sucks bringing home just toilet paper. Everyone knows you got to take a shit. <laughs> and I've been in that situation. He's not wrong. When I've been at like 
I, I'm like, I have to go buy toilet paper. That's the only thing I need. But it's like, might as well buy a couple other things, too. So it looks like I'm just, you know. See, I remember in college when it was my turn, when we lived in the house, and it was my turn to buy the toilet paper because we rotated that. And it was all I could afford. I yeah. was like, I couldn't even be like, well, I got to buy a couple other things to not make it look like we have to all take huge shits. Yeah, like, just, I could only afford the Because yeah. paper products are not inexpensive. Oh, yeah. Paper no. towels, toilet paper, they're pretty expensive. Yeah, and shit's get, it's just getting more of a premium in these COVID days. For sure, 100%. Yeah. Um, when I was living down at the Lake of the Ozarks my second summer down there, we lived right across the street from, I won't say the name of the hotel, but a pretty big hotel. And whenever we'd run low on toilet paper, I would steal. go into their lobby because they didn't have toilet paper dispenser machines. They would was... just leave the, the TP out. Was it that wasn't one ply shit? No, I, I mean... It was a fancy hotel, so it wasn't just sandpaper. Okay, so it was too But ply. it also wasn't Charmin Ultrasoft, yeah, it was, but you know. Oh, my God. When I was staying with my uh, friends in Austin a couple of weeks ago, they had the most luxurious toilet paper I'd ever used in my oh, entire yeah? life. And they said, yeah, it's, uh, it's Charmin Triple Ply. I'm like, Jesus, fuck, man. Triple Ply, it's, Jesus Christ. It's the best. I I almost don't want to buy it because I don't want to get used to like something it's quite gotta that. It's got to be very too, expensive. Yeah. I'll get the ultra, ultra soft or ultra strong. That's what I normally get. Too. I never remember which one I like, so I go back and forth. I do Costco. Costco toilet paper is usually there you go. yeah. It's not there too it's not too expensive when you buy in bulk. Yeah. Uh, so he definitely fuck when he's on the um, ego boosters. He fucking aggressively open hand bitch slaps the fuck out of that. Kid. Oh, that was great. It was so good. Something about the ego busters, real quick too. Don't take random pills. Like if you find a random pill, I don't care if private detective or not. At least consult with the drug dealer first before you take them, you know? Only in movies does that happen, because I remember this was also a part of Super Troopers 2, when they're just like, hey, oh, we, yeah. we, we can't figure out what these are. Well, let's just take them, and, you know, we'll describe oh, our I'm symptoms. I'm sure people do it, but it's just something I would never I would fucking never do. do. It. I would never do it. Yeah, but that was great. So you you don't watch Letterkenny, do you? I'm starting to. I just, so I just got a free month of Hulu, so I'm going to. Okay, so you'll see what I'm talking about when you start it. The, the like, main... I see clips of it on TikTok all the time. Yeah, the like main shitty kid from this movie that, excuse me, that's giving him the hard time and is like, oh, it's the guy from the store. He looks pretty much exactly like a character from Letterkenny, who's one of the skids. And I, I just, I couldn't get over that part of it. I was like, holy fuck. Wait, I hadn't, is uh, this the little, oh, hold on, was this the one, the, the little, kid that little gets fat kid? No, the oh, kid no, that okay, gets okay, bitch slapped yeah. and then gets thrown into the river. Because when he ends up throwing it in the river, the kid in the river, I was like, fuck. And the kid's even like, you feel good beating up on a kid? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, motherfucker. I thought that was good. Too many kids, shitty kids in movies getting away with shit. It's just a movie. I don't endorse beating kids. Oh, I do. Fuck yeah, you, dude. Kids, you like, endorse beating kids. Uh, you want to take that back a little just, bit, though. <laughs> I'm trying to help you on this one. No, Walk fu that one back fuck over. kids. Uh, sometimes kids deserve to be beat, you know? Everyone wants to be like child abuse. That kid was already annoy annoying me in the first scene. I'm like, God, this smarmy little fuck. And so when he comes Look back... Look who it is, the kid detective. And he just smacks that fucking kid. I was like, justice. Finally, justice. That makes this movie worth it right there. It is funny when he goes down to meet like that crime syndicate boss like in the bottom of that biker bar, and he's like, we need to talk about... Whatever the yeah. agent gives, and he just goes no. And he goes, okay, okay, and then you never go back to the biker bar again. He walks in. What happened? He wasn't there. He wasn't there. Uh, so that that's uh, that leads me into a note that I had, which I've already talked about how this movie does a really good job of bringing everything back around. Yeah. But in the beginning spiel of this movie, um, some kid comes to him and he's like, "Yeah, someone stole my pencils out of my desk." And he's like, "What else was in your desk? Like peanut butter cup, this, this." And he's like, "Oh, Clive Cunningham did it." 
he's allergic to peanuts, so it's got to be him. Then later on, Clive Cunningham is the leader of the Red Shoe Gang when he's trying to go and see him, and the guy, he gets frisked, and there's no weapons, and he's like, no peanut products. No peanuts, because he's got yeah. the peanut candy bar. That's so that was, that was an instance of it coming back around. And I didn't. I didn't even catch that. Until I caught just, that one. I but was now like, I yeah. No peanut product. Was, oh, okay. I was like, oh, shit, that, that peanut allergy thing came all the way full circle. I really like when he's talking to the principal, and they're trying to identify which one of Patrick's friends that he was talking to. And uh, he looks at the principal and says, was he tall and ugly or portly and pathetic? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it's, good. It's just so mean, but so accurate. The kid was a little fat. And the kid's name's Calvin, right? I don't know. I think that the kid's maybe, name is maybe Calvin. Maybe was. Yeah. The one who always played Pong. Let me look it up. Yeah. What the fuck is up with that kid playing Pong? Well, his sister did, too. I think it maybe maybe uh, it's still Canadian popular thing, in Canada. I guess, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and also, you knew he w- You knew as soon as he got in that little girl's closet, he was fucked. It was, it was going to be... He was fucked from Jump Street. They were going to catch him, and it was going to be like a weird... <laughs> what did it say I was doing? It said you were masturbating while we're looking at her in the closet. I wasn't masturbating. I wasn't masturbating. <laughs> yeah, that shit's so great. Yeah, the kid's name is Calvin. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so another note that I had up here, when the first time when he goes, and we've already talked about how he went to the house and he left the window open. Um, so that's at Calvin's house. Yeah. And when he's- Oh, interv- for fuck's sake, sorry. <laughs> when he's interviewing Calvin or whatever, and Calvin is clearly just a shit kid that's in love with Caroline. He's like, I'm yeah. so sorry to be the one to tell you this, Caroline. He's like a Caroline simp. Yeah, but then he, <laughs> Adam Brody's like, oh, he had another girlfriend, huh? And she was doing more stuff. And he's like, put her, put her hand on her, her hand on his penis. Put any, you know, anything kid, else. You know there's euphemisms for like, this. Put, put his penis in her mouth. It's just like, God, what a shit little kid. When Whenever he said those lines, it's like, fuck that kid. Um, but yeah, the you know there's euphemisms for that great fucking line. And then when he goes back to the kid's house, and I, for a second there, you know, I did kind of, I was like, maybe it was Calvin. He's a creepy little fucking kid. Clearly he's in love with her. Yeah. And gets trapped in the closet. So the whole time I'm just thinking of R. Kelly's trapped in the closet. And what would you do if you were in that situation? Like, obviously we'd never break into somebody's house. But I think I'm just running out the front door whenever I'm going down the stairs the first time and the girl's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I think I'm just... He's already almost to the front door. At that yeah. point, I'm just running Small out. Small town, though, I think. Yeah, he, that's and true. Abe Applebaum is, you know, kind of a known that's true. dude. That's true. Or maybe try to find a window to go out yeah, instead also, of go it, down it, the stairs it's not in the near, first it's place. It's not a near as funny thing. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I also like how uh, they say adults. It's a very Canadian thing. I don't know if I noticed that. Yeah, it, it's not, they don't say adults. They say, we need to find some adults. They say it like eight times. Yeah, they, they definitely have some funny ways of talking up there. Adults. Oh, eh. Also, how would a detective be more qualified to find a cat than anybody else? He's trying to find the Widow Gulliver's cat. For, well, he doesn't ever try, actually, but she's wanting him to for most of the film. What? Dete- if you're a detective... <laughs> How do you find a cat? I think that's part of the joke, though. It's like he's a private detective that really can't get a real fucking case at all. So he's he's come so low that he's accepting. It's like cases, when the so. firefighters come and get a cat out of a tree. It's like you know, yeah. anyone could do this. I'm pretty sure the widow Gulliver's cat's dead. Best thing. <laughs> that's at the get, yeah. He, he finally finds her daughter. He's like, but I'm pretty sure the. <laughs> and I did think it was funny when he called uh, the widow Gulliver after he finds Gracie and he's like, I found her. She's like, my cat's a boy. (laughs) It's like, no, I found her. Yeah, man. And fuck, 
so that that was the end of my notes. So I'm sure you'll get into it, but uh, only have a couple more things. Okay, five or six. Well, I uh, just wanted to say Gracie at the end. Fuck, man. Yeah, I have problems with that. Uh, didn't think she was going to be alive. No, uh, that I, caught I, me off guard. I didn't, but also have a hard time believing that she was in a wooden shed for twenty years and couldn't find a way to escape. Well, she. Yeah, I don't know. I think he probably really did some uh, Stockholm syndrome syndrome That's fair. Psychological okay. no, shit on her. You that's know? fair. So the psychological thing, the psychological aspect could be a, a, a good argument there. So she either felt bonded and or afraid enough of her captor to not try and escape. Okay. I'm right. on board with that. And he made it seem like she might have, you know, I think he definitely took advantage of her. So the principal turns out it's the bad guy. Yeah, so we, the princi- that, we should yeah. say it. So the principal actually, so Gracie Gulliver is kidnapped at the beginning. The principal of her school kidnapped her, uh, raped her, uh, pedophile rape. And then Caroline ends up being their love child. Yeah, so she gets pregnant, has a daughter, and then he keeps Gracie in a shed in his backyard for 20 years or whatever. But he made it seem like, like, I think he manipulated her at a young enough age that she probably, she might have listened to him at the beginning or something. Once she gets pregnant, he's like, I got to hide you away. Think your dad's the mayor. What would he do? Stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to justify her well, no, anything. He, but has I'm just this, saying, he has this fucking crazy logic that he applies to kind of rationalize what he did. He says, I took something beautiful, but I gave something beautiful back. Yeah. Which is like him saying, yeah, I kidnapped and raped a 13-year-old girl, but this, our but daughter, Caroline, Caroline yeah. is, th- th- that is so, that logic is oh, so warped fucked. and yeah. fucked up. That's, I mean, and of course it's supposed to be. I'm, I'm not not holding the actor responsible like he actually said. I mean, obviously it's character. Yeah. But um, also- when he kills himself, one of the more uncomfortably long death scenes I've experienced. Oh, absolutely! It was again supposed to be intentional, but I was just like, "Jeez, fuck, man!" Like he's—you watch him stab himself with a hunting knife in the heart multiple times. Yeah, pretty, pretty gruesomely. That's the thing. The last fifth of this movie goes from quasi dark comedy to very, very fucking dark. Yeah. When you bring in the, the pedophilia rape, when you bring in, you know, when you bring in the truth, pretty much, yeah. It's yeah. Like, fuck, man. It's a uh, it's a wild movie. It's a, yeah. The Whittle Gulliver called me a hero. I'm pretty sure her cat's dead though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. I I mean I I will definitely watch it again. It's one of those ones you watch and you know kind of while you're watching it, it's like I'm gonna need to watch this another time. Yeah, Adam Brody's comedic timing and delivery and cadence is so good. And I think that's why a lot of the comedy. De- didn't hit for me as much this time because I noticed things were funny and I was chuckling at certain parts, but I think more so I was too invested in what is, where is Gracie? The mystery part of the killed, uh, and I forget the kid's name now, but who cared, killed Caroline's boyfriend? Like I was invested in all that shit. Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was very interesting that they were like, yeah, the gangs are recruiting the nerdy kids that have A's and pretty much bullying them or forcing them to sell their drugs. Yeah, because they, that was interesting. They have the highest. Point. They have the highest marks in school, so yeah, they're so who least likely to be them? suspected. Mm-hmm. And they definitely did the um, that thing that that remind me of Jamey from uh, Summer High. Summer High Tide. Yeah. Was like, I'm a year six. He's a year seven. And, you know, like they 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 didn't say grade. Like yeah, you know, whoever has the best marks in their year is the one who they take. The, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think outside of America, they call them marks and shit like that. And years instead of, years grades. Instead yeah. of grades and yeah. yeah. 
And well, in Canada, they say I got my grade 12. Yeah. I just know that from Trailer Park Boys. I got to get my grade 10. I like how Caroline deals with the news of her conception by, like, pedophilic race just by getting, sorry, pedophilic rape just by getting bangs. Like, that's kind of how she deals with it. <laughs> she's changed her look. Yeah, she's like, ah, well, uh, I've discovered that. My mother was held captive by my principal slash father for the last 20 years, and my entire life's a lie. I think I'll get bangs. At any point, did you think that she was the one that did it? It crossed my mind at some point. I wrote down, was Caroline involved? Not necessarily that she did it, but did she... Is there some kind of bigger thing to where somebody killed him, and then they sent her to kind of test him as the lead detective or some shit like that. Like, at some point... Because she does hire him. Yeah, so it's kind I, of... It's uh, a decent theory. Reindeer games this. No, games-ish. but I understand where you're coming from there. It's just, yeah. it's not an angle I ever explored. Because Charlize Theron ends up being, you know, she double triple. She triple-crossed yeah, people in that movie. All over that the place. That movie is wild. Yeah. So, it was... I, I was just looking for anything. I thought that I had figured it out. I was like, I bet you it's Caroline. She's going to end up being involved. And then what ended up being the truth, the reveal that it was the principal and that he had raped and kept Gracie in a shed for 20 years. I was like, did not see that coming. This movie got me on that one. So the one question I have, and I want your opinion on this, because I don't think I'm, I even know the answer. Why do you think the end scene, the end shot of him is him bawling? What I do, was wondering about why that. Do you, so do you think he's crying because... Because strictly from the traumatic experience that just happened that he, you know, or I think I think it's more just like a ever since the Gracie Gulliver thing when he was what, 14, 12, 14, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, his, he's kind of just been in this depression, I think. And the whole town kind of was in this depression. He made it seem like yep. as he talks about he's like after, you know, I found Gracie, the town. Getting color out for the yeah. Spud Festival or whatever. Nobody's came for 20 years. And I think it was a bit of that. And then also he had been shit on by everybody the whole time. You know, his parents, how are your finances doing? Of course. Now, and I, I think he'd been putting on somewhat of a front to people, like, you know, because he's still got to be Abe Applebaum. And it's just kind of like one thing after the other. Like, yeah, the paper said you were masturbating. He's like, I wasn't fucking masturbating. And I think he just kind of held all that shit together. And then... He finally got some closure on Gracie and the Caroline and got appreciation from people. And I think it was just like maybe finally getting that appreciation and realizing that it was all kind of. So I think we, we yeah, have he just, the exact almost the exact same. Yeah, uh, they, I think it, because he finally found him like proved himself and gained respect uh, from his community, his parents again. I think he was yeah. finally after 20 years of being thought of as a joke, someone who, sh- who couldn't be taken seriously. He finally did something. That this he, he was always capable of, and he yeah. proved himself, and that it was just kind of, he was just releasing that emotion, I think. Yeah, and he finally got some validation from his parents, yeah. too. I, I, I hesitate to say he's just crying because he got validation from his parents, but I think that's It's what, bigger than that. That's, that's part of it. That's when he's sitting there, and they're like, what happened to your roommate? And he was like, uh, he got his own place. He was kind of a deadbeat, and he yeah. kind of makes that joke because he's got that jokey-type attitude, and I think he just doesn't like to show vulnerable. I hate the saying this vulnerability word. vulnerability yeah and uh, he finally was like you know what I can fuck it it's just coming the waterfalls are flowing well and maybe it's both too maybe it's the traumatic experience of finding out that his principal and Caroline's principal were both well uh, use principal for both those kids thinking finding out that he's a pedophilic rapist yeah and uh 
and then solving the the crime that he was always kind of meant to solve. Meant, not meant to solve, but also like people were angry at him for not solving it. Right. right? So right. So I think it's a combination of all of things, and well, and I, getting and getting validation from his parents and his community, yeah. and even his uh, uh, secretary. Yeah, even his secretary. Finally, not being like kind of I don't you know kind of a dumb bitch. Yeah, yeah. but I I did enjoy the way that that actress uh, handled herself. I thought it was funny. It, no, her character is fucking fantastic. Yeah. She's like, what do you what what were you doing? Even when she's not on the scene, like uh, whenever he goes and sees Caroline, and she's like. He's like, yeah, I got out of jail. And she's like, yeah, I heard. He's like, oh, no, you read the paper? She's like, your secretary showed me. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, why would you, bitch? Uh, he walks so in, he funny. goes, what are you doing here? Uh, I just had some people over the office. What if a client came in? Dude, you're the town pedophile now. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, think you yeah. need to worry about it. Yeah, she's good. Though. Yeah, this movie, I, I'm excited to watch it again. I it's still have 24 hours on the rental. So watch maybe I'll go again. home and watch it tonight. Watch it again. I, I'm hopeful, and this is going to sound shitty, um, but I rented it. I do want to show Sam the movie, but I she's not going to be over the next couple nights. So okay, it's like, do I pay another five dollars to rent it again to show her when she will potentially fall asleep? We rented Role Models the other night because she was like, "Let's watch Role Models," and she fell asleep. Fell asleep within the first twenty minutes. Same thing happened to my ex-wife. She always want to rent something, and yeah, it worked out because if it was something. I'd already seen I would be like, all right, but you're going to fall asleep. But if right. I hadn't seen it, I was good with it. Yeah, because then I'll watch it, you yeah. know. But role models, I ended up falling asleep, too, because I've seen it, you know, several times. But so it's like, do I wait till this comes streaming again? But I might give it another $5. I think it's worth it. I did. I, I gave it uh, $6. Both, uh, $5? $4.99. $4.99. $4.99. Yeah. yeah, so I've given it. Found it on bucks. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. And if I look at it this way, if I were going to see it in the movie theater, taking her on a date, I would spend way more, way than, more than that. You would so. spend $7 per ticket. Yeah, so I should look at it that way. I think this movie's worth seeing, and I'm glad you told me to watch it. Yeah. It's definitely not our uh, normal fare on this podcast. No, no, I, and, I, and probably this won't be a super highly viewed episode because it's not a huge Nobody's heard movie. of it. <laughs> but I hope what happens is maybe this gains some traction and people yeah. actually, you know... We can do our, our part for if it. we can get 10 people to watch this movie... Right. It's worth watching. I think it's worth the four ninety nine. Um we just spoiled the entire thing for you, so yeah. hopefully you decided to watch maybe, it before. Maybe watch it before you listen, but if uh, you don't, it's still enjoyable. Yeah. I yeah. I think it's I think it's really good. And definitely after a second watch, you know, you go back, you see all this stuff, come back and listen again. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right, let's move on to There's no trivia for this film. No trivia. Zero trivia. Is that a real buzz first? Just absolutely no trivia. That is a first. So what we're going to do is Tipsy Trivia Canadian Edition. Oh, hey. Jesus. Oh, All right. I'm glad it stopped after that. I thought it was going to be the whole thing. No, no. Just Oh, Canada. Okay. Um, Can I tell my Canadian joke real quick then? For sure. If we're doing an All Canada Edition. All Canada. So, you know, Canada, they're all very nice people, and they don't want to step on your toe and stuff like that. And they always say, oh, I'm so sorry. As is tradition. Figuratively step on your toe. I'm sure they don't want to literally do it either. No. But so the way Canada got its name was back when they were first, you know, declaring their independence from England or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were they. Which didn't their, happen until quasi recently. Yeah. Well, and they, they established their Canadian uh, legislature and they were having their Congress or however government works up there. 
And they were like, nobody could decide on a name. So they were like, hey, the best way that we could do this is if we just all put letters in a hat and draw the letters out of a hat. No it, fucking way. Yeah. So what they did was they elected somebody to so be the letter back in drawer. like the 19th century? Yeah. They yeah. elected somebody to be the letter drawer. They get everyone around, drum rolls, and the first letter is C, eh? And then the drum roll in the second letter is N, eh? Oh, and then okay, the third letter okay. is D, eh? You get the joke? No. <sighs> Come on, man. So C, eh? Because they always say A. A and in Canada it's spelled C-A-N-A-D-A. Okay, I do get so it. So they drove the first one in. For fuck's sake, Keenan, I thought you were telling a, like a real story. I know. I ha I told you it was a joke before I got into All it, right, though. All right, then I, I fucked up. I, I had I, you hook, line, and sinker on that. 100%. I'm like, wait, hold on. What if they drew like 11 consonants? Yeah, so this, that's the thing. Yeah. So they drew C-A. A. And everyone a. goes A. Okay. And then they go N-A. That's a, funny. D-A. A. So that's how Canada got its name. That's my stupid Canadian joke for you. Also funny. Yeah. I like to tell that joke. All right. So this will be five trivia-based questions from Canada. About Canada, eh? I guess every answer is going to be A. They're all multiple choice. Mm -hmm. So, number one. General Canadian trivia. Canada has more of these shops per capita than any other country in the world. A, hockey stores. B, ice cream shops. C, candy shops. Or D, Donut shops. Oh, I thought it was going to be Tim Hortons. Um, well, you're right. Do you know what Tim Hortons is? Uh, I thought it was like a gas station. It's a donut shop. All right, donut shop. Then. Donut shops, yes. D, donut shop. Correct. I was just going to guess Tim Hortons. So you give me D, you'll I will give it, it to you. Yeah. Right. No, you do Tim Hortons. That's, All yeah. Right. There's a Tim, like, so I would describe it. There, are, uh, The way there's a Whataburger every 11 inches in Texas is yeah. the same way that there's a Tim Hortons in most Canadian provinces. Okay. I knew Tim Hortons was a big deal up yeah. there. I don't fully understand what Tim Hortons is. It's I guess it's, it's a donut it's shop. It's a donut shop. Donut and coffee, probably. So yeah, it's like yeah, a Dunkin' Donuts. It's like donuts. a Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Number two. Canada has a really ridiculous, weird law against A, driving and eating, B, reading superhero comic books, C, swearing in public on Tuesdays, or D, bowling before dinner. I mean, the only one that sounds even remotely plausible is A, driving while eating. So I'm going to go with that one. But it's not that one. Which one is it? So it's B. Uh, superhero comic books are outlawed in Canada because you cannot have a depiction of an illegal activity in a graphic novel that can be sold to children in general. So no Marvel comics or anything like nope. that in Canada. Can they I, see the movies? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think they still do it, but I it's one of those it's, yeah, one, one of, of those, those laws that laws. still exists yeah. that it's like why does this law exist? Like if they decided to enforce it, comic book owners or comic shop owners in Canada would be there's probably no comic shops up there, but probably if you not have a lot. them tucked away in yeah, your secret little If you go to Toronto, I bet you can find a Marvel comic. Oh, I bet book. you can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. That's weird. Yeah, no, it's a very strange law. You know, All shout right. out to Tavish Whiting, Mr. Whiting, our government teacher. Uh, Fuck, I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> well, who who names their kid Tavish, I first almost, of all? I almost, I'm talking about beating children. I feel like he almost beat the shit out of me. I called him Tavish one time. I think, he's, I think he's been brought up on this podcast before. He used to wear a, a shirt, a polo that had the American flag slash the Constitution slash like bald eagles all yeah, flying yeah. over it. He did. Um, and this was pre-Trump, folks. Hold on. Were we in the same government? No, we couldn't No, have been. no. We you were a couple years before me, yeah, but we I definitely took the same had class. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, so shout out to him. I think it was him. He had a lot of little posters with weird state laws on his like yes, walls. That I remember that. And I always thought that was entertaining. So that when you say something like that, that makes me think of twelfth uh, grade senior year. I also remember class. he also had his own scandal. Oh yeah, he had a scandal. Something about cheating on his wife while she was like in a coma or something. And it was online. And yeah. It was, yeah. And it was like www.tavishiskiller.com or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I remember it, there was definitely some. What do you? God, would have been screenshots back then. It was just. It was no. It's like random pictures. Yeah. That from someone's digital camera of him and like a underage chick or like, but it was probably somebody that was just really creative, a bitter high school student that got an F and made like a GeoCities website. It's been so and long. Then it got passed around. I really don't have any idea if the allegations are hold any water. So just allegedly stuff weird. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't want to throw. It. I, who knows what that dude's even doing i mean don't get me wrong he definitely was a weird fucking guy i will say this last time i saw mr whiting i was don't in... call him that you're 30 years old last time i saw tavish i'd still if i saw him i'd call him mr whiting i was based on the story you said didn't you tell him like calm down tavish and he was like robbie i was 13 or 14 at the time i'm you were 30 in high school I'm you were 13 now. or 14 all right well i was you're 15 probably 18 i was 15 or 16 you were a senior oh whatever Anyway, I saw him at the in the bourbon aisle of Gomer's in Lee Summit, which okay. isn't there anymore. But uh, no, it's called something else now. I was 21. I w- at least of age to drink, and he totally didn't recognize me. Of course, he didn't. And I allowed that to happen. I wasn't like, "Hey, you remember me, Tavish?" So anyway, that's the end. That's question three. I would 100 percent call him Tavish if I saw yeah. him. All right, number three. Cape Breton in Nova Scotia is the home of the world's largest. Fuck, I don't know any of these. Of course you don't. I didn't either. <laughs> Who knows Canada, man? Uh, Cape Breton in Nova Scotia. Cape Breton in Nova Scotia is on the home to the l- world's largest A, bird egg, B, fiddle, C, tennis ball, or D, barca lounger. Ooh. Let me ask you this. Okay. Did you make up the other three answers? Of course. Okay, so hit me with them one more time. A, bird egg, B, fiddle, C, tennis ball, or D, Barca lounger? I'm going to say tennis ball. Uh, No, uh, fiddle. Biggest fiddle. fiddle. Fuck. Uh, Cape Breton in Nova Scotia is home to the world's largest fiddle. Damn, man. I didn't think fiddle. Well, it was course, between yeah. tennis ball and bird egg, to be honest with you. I just made that shit up. Barca lounger. I was like, the world's largest. Barca lounger. Barca well, lounger they, yeah. yeah, I don't know. They sit, They like to ice fish and stuff. The Canadians, very nice people, but they're hardy. They don't need comfort. Nah. Not like us Americans. No. Number four. I don't have a story about a high school teacher that I can bring up after that question, so sorry. That's okay. (laughs) Probably best. Which famous phrase was founded in the town of Blackie in Alberta? So which famous phrase, you will recognize all of these, was founded in the town of Blackie in Alberta? It was founded? I didn't know you could found a phrase. Created? Uh, originated? Is this like that episode of Curb when Richard Lewis tries to convince anyone he created the blank from hell? Kind of. <laughs> that's my buddy Richard Lewis. I don't know. I think that's just a saying. So this, anyway, sorry. This phrase was created, uh, originated in the town of Blackie in Alberta. Was it A, not on my watch, B, trick or treat, C, a dime a dozen, or D, beating around the bush? C, a dime a dozen. B, trick or treat. So Damn that's it. very famous. Uh, trick or treat originated, the, the phrase trick or treat in Halloween originated in the town of Blackie in Alberta. Do you know why? Do you have any any 
anything to back that up? No, not a lot. Why did why? How how do you know that? Because I, because I was because I did I was on a a website with funny Canadian trivia. But it didn't say it was invented because they did they invent Halloween or some shit? You know what? I can't Did they invent trick or treating? No, they invented the phrase trick or treat from what I read. That being said though, uh, I didn't exactly do like a lot of due diligence and like read very diligently. Is that a word? I don't think so. Diligently, diligently. diligently. I didn't read very diligently like the, the the entire text. I just read that it that was that that we should be thankful for Blackie and Alberta for coming up with the phrase <laughs> trick or treat. All right then. <laughs> you all right? Went down the wrong pipe. Yeah, it happens. All right, this one's fun. Number five, which type of pizza? originated in canada <clears throat> wait i think i got two right right uh, i got the first two right so this is everything or nothing baby you did yeah number one no you've only got one right but that's all right, okay anyway. that's all right well this is all for all the marbles all right. uh which type of pizza was originated in canada was it a barbecue chicken pizza b hawaiian pizza c neapolitan pizza or d meat lovers pizza Gotta be Hawaiian pizza. It was Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, that's got that's yeah. a Canadian thing. Put the pineapples on the pizza. Wait, how did you know that? It's I just figured it had to have been. Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna come up. The Neapolitan comes from Napoleon. Of course. That was the first one, barbecue chicken. Yes, of course it's not. No Canadian would uh, try to do barbecue. And meat lovers probably isn't gonna be Canadian. <laughs> no, meat lovers yeah. is just too generic. That's just throw all the meat on there. So it's gotta be the Hawaiian. And here's the other thing. Maybe this is controversial, maybe it's not. I have Literally no opinion on pineapple on pizza. If it's your thing, good for you. If it's not your thing, good for you. I'm not one of those people that are going to go out there and die on the hill. Pineapple shouldn't be on pizza. This is this is a dating app thing a lot, too. So uh, when, uh, the prompts that, that you get on the dating apps when you're trying to match with other people <clears throat> on apps, it's, it's mm -hmm. one of them is, what are your thoughts on pineapple on pizza? I'm like, I mean, yeah, I, I I've like, literally never thought about it. I don't. It's <laughs> it's not something that's super important to me. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely had it. It's not my favorite type of pizza. I've been with uh, if, if you if it's if you get sweet and savory, if you have pineapple and you have jalapenos and like breakfast bacon, like sweet savory. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'll do exactly. It. I'll I like it. the pineapple. I like ham. It's not anything I'm going to order, but I've been with people that really fucking like it. And if they get it, if they get it, if there's a pineapple and a ham, uh, a Hawaiian pizza at a party. I'll have a slice. Yeah, I definitely don't have a, like, a strong feeling against it. Or, yeah, no. But I, but if you're like, hey, I don't like that, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like you said, it's yeah. a big enough thing that to where the dating apps are now asking you, how do you feel about pineapple no, on pizza? The, yeah, People, the, I've this is the most made-up fucking argument in the entire goddamn world. Yeah, who, I agree. Literally, who gives a shit? And the, fuck, the fact that, that Canadian people made this pizza should only tell you that, like, hey, man, just don't get don't, – you don't have to have like a super hard – take one way or the other like canadians are just like yeah we made this pizza it's good yeah, we put some pineapple on yeah, there it's, put fine. Pineapple. it's, you it's know, fine don't freak out it's fine sometimes if you get uh, here's a really good pizza if you get pepperoni banana peppers and pineapple on a pizza okay it's a really tasty pizza i'm open to that i'm not gonna i don't go out and order it but if you get it it's pretty good back when i worked at shakes uh when i was in college shakespeare's pizza in columbia missouri i had a favorite uh personal was pizza. it the 4p the 4P. The triple P, quad P, something like that? The P pizza? No. No, I made this was this was oh, not on the menu. Okay, not on right. the menu. I uh, I would get uh mozzarella, pepper cheese, tomato sauce, pineapples, breakfast bacon, jalapenos. Um It all sounds good so far. 
And oh, there's one other thing. I think I put mushrooms on it, maybe. No, it, leave that shit it, out. And it but... was just, it was delicious. It was the pepper cheese complimented. Uh, the jalapenos and the pineapples well, and then you had the breakfast bacon, which was also savory. It was delicious. So Sam and I went to St. Louis towards the, it was actually the day after Christmas. Did you go to Emo's? Uh, no, we stopped in Columbia, and she had never had Shakespeare, so we ate a Shakespeare no on our way there. And they had a pizza that was called like the Four Peas or like the Pea Pizza or something like that. It's probably a $40 pizza. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that expensive, but it had like pepper. It had the pepper cheese, pepperoni, yeah. pepperoncinis, which are the pepperoncinis, yeah, Papa Jones, like green peppers. It was all shit that started with pea, pretty much, and it was fucking delicious. Yeah, and it had pineapple on it, and it was fucking fantastic. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that question. Just I know it's a hot topic on the internet. This one should be the clip that you use. I don't give a shit about pineapple. Yeah, on pizza. I'm not. I'm not making. A- I also don't care if you. Don't like like I mean, I'm not making a fundamental judgment about you whether or not you like pineapple on your pizza. Yeah, can't no, we no, care no, about things it. that are more important like Toy Story not being that great? I'm just kidding. Toy Story. That's good. not funny, dude. I'm, I know. I that just wanted. Not funny. I wanted to say something inflammatory. That, I will you know. fight you. That fucking movie. Wait, wait, hold on. Which one though? Which which one? I, no, I like Toy Story. What's your favorite Toy Story? Well, I've only seen the first two. <laughs> oh well, there's two other ones. That, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen the newest one. I've only seen. Three I've of heard the four. it's good. I've heard three's good. The I'm second sure one kind of made me sad, so that's why I never saw the third one. The third one, I'm not even fucking with you, man. I watched in theaters and I bawled. Uh, yeah, I've heard the third yeah, one's really the sad. The third one's suit. Well, it's it Andy was, grows up or some shit. Yeah, I don't so see I that. grew up with these movies, yeah. so it was like I was kind of like. That's why they did it. Experiencing Pixar it through it Andy's that. experience, and it was perfect. That's why I didn't see the fourth one because the third one just wrapped things up so perfectly. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I've only and seen the first a major two. character in the fourth one is a fucking spork. Yeah, but Keanu Reeves is in the fourth one. He yeah. plays like a dare. Uh, what what's his name? Evil Knievel type toy. Oh, like is it like a Ken doll that? Yeah, that's like rides motorcycles. Yeah, or some okay, shit. all right. Yeah. Anyway, so cool. here's here's the hill that uh, instead of arguing about pineapple on pizza, let's argue about Tobey Maguire being a terrible Spider Man. Because I will say, I'll fucking Toby fight Maguire, you, Tobey Maguire. Terrible Spider-Man. I will fight you. And I think this. Here's the thing. Garfield better. I've been in one fight in my entire life. It was in fourth grade. <laughs> I got my ass kicked. I could take Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, you sneeze on him, he'd fall over like a little bitch, dude. Fuck that guy. Yeah. So right. Garfield better. Tom Holland better. What's up, Calvin? Yep. Agreed. One hundred. I'm. In, we're in agreement on both those counts. Maybe even in that order. Drinking buddies. Part of the podcast where we choose a character, not an actor, but a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly shit-faced, drunk, shivoed with, if you will, and I will. Keenan, who is your drinking buddy? I feel like there's only one answer. I agree, but I don't think we'll have the same answer. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say Abe. Abe Applebaum. Oh, I was going to say Rory Beans. Oh, you're going to drink with Rory Beans, Yeah, huh? I'm going to drink Rory okay. Beans. The only other answer, because I was trying to think, there's no really reefer chiefing in this movie. There is, I think, the drug. There's that, a lot of coke snorting in this well, movie. Well, and I think when Abe asks his, like, he, there's a scene where he has a drug dealer come by, and he's like, sorry, I've just been drinking too much, man. And yeah, then, that's a, he, he has a drug dealer bring him drugs. Like, you know, I've just been I drinking think, too much. I think yeah. that he just buys weed, though, because after he buys the drugs, the next thing you see is the ashtray, and there's cigarette butts, and then a little joint roach in there. Yeah. So I think it was just a weed dealer. And... Right after that, Caroline knocks on the door, and his eyes look super red, 
Like, they did a good job of making his eyes look like he was chiefed out of his mind. Yeah, but then his uh, roommate had people over, and they were they were snorting lines oh, but of that's blow. What, well, no, they, like, he well, was I mean, opening the I ego busters. Blow. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, he was opening the ego busters. And boosters, he was, boosters, boosters. Ego yeah. boosters. Yeah, they're completely not, different they're ideas, I guess, busters. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Ego boosters. He was snorting those. Which he was like, it's probably just a mix of cocaine and Which, insert random things for dialogue in the movie here. Yeah. It's a made-up drug that's not just cocaine, but... I would say... They said four of those pills would cost like $1,000, too? No, no, no. Fuck. They said a bottle of those pills would cost $1,000. It didn't sound like there were that many pills in that bottle. He was rattling around. Yeah. It sounded like there was just a few. But I, I feel like if I had to call coke anything else ego God, booster. I sounded like a big druggie right there. <laughs> Where'd you earn that, Cheech? Drug school? Well, there weren't a lot of pills in those bottles. Uh, no, I feel like if, if you had to call Coke something else other than Coke, Ego Booster would be, yeah. Yeah, when he, well, when he was describing the little shithead fucking kid that gets bitch slapped. Yeah, the little like, bitch-ass Canadian skinhead. You want to ask a girl out? Uh, this will help. You got a test study for it? It's like, oh, you're talking about like Adderall, Adderall. or co- cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, it's meth and Coke. And you're talking about an upper, uh, maybe ecstasy, I guess, if you want to ask a girl out. But either way. Yeah. Uh. I think the Coke would still take care of that. Like, if you want to ask a girl out, you do some Coke. You're like, hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, Coke or Adderall, hey, for I'm, sure. Hey, my name's Rob. What do you, uh, I, I, I like your hat. I think, um, did, did you, do you enjoy, do you enjoy Quentin Tarantino movies? Do you want to go out sometime? Like, I got to go like, to the bathroom real quick, yeah. but let me tell you all about The Hateful Eight and why it's a fantastic movie and it doesn't, you know, it gets overlooked. <laughs> oh, no, do you, you like movies too? Movies are great, right? I love movies. Yeah, so anyway. All right, uh, Rotten Tomatoes over under. <laughs> Uh, I will set the critics at an 85%. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. That's a respectable place to set it. I'll say under, but I hope it's over. Under, 82%. Okay. 85 sounded high. Respectable. No, I, yeah. I would, yeah, okay. Because uh, then it would have to be 86 or 87, which sounded high. No, it could have been 84. No, if I were to guess over is what I'm Oh, saying. for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. 85 right. just sounded high to me. Audience, I will set at a 77%. I hope over. I'm going to say over. Unfortunately, it's under. 75%. Ah, weak. I, I, I don't think... I don't know, man. If I, well, I'm not going to give it... I, we'll get no, to no, our no, takes. No, no. But. I mean, what, how, many, how many millions of people voted for Trump? Fuck it. Of course it's not an 80%. <laughs> Uh, this movie has no political undertones. No, I know, for but the I'm, ju- I'm just saying. That I know what there's you're enough saying. stupid there's, there's people in America people. who go, I didn't like it. I just, I did one good. Where's, where's Bruce Willis? Uh, no, fuck it. I, I, yeah, there's a lot of dummies out there. Uh, IMDb. I don't, I don't know what it is. I should have looked. Uh, I will guess based on what you said, a seven point two. Seven zero. Seven zero. Seven zero. Pretty good. Right. My real buzz ranking, I will give a four and a half out of five beers. I knew you were going to go to four and a half you out think, of five. Uh, you, I you knew, knew you were going to go to four and a half uh, out of five. Did you knew it? I knew it. Did you know it? I've only seen it once. I have seen it twice, which I think makes a difference. I do think, I think this is the type of movie where it makes a difference. I think the first time you watch it to try to solve the mystery yourself the second time you can watch it knowing what happens and try to pick up on all the little things. So yeah. that being said... I'm going to give it a 3.75 beers out of five. That's respectable. I can't give it a full four, and it's better than a three and a half. So, yeah. I yeah. I guarantee you once you watch it a second time, it'll go up to four. Yeah, I think it will, too. I think it has 
the potential to go either way for me, maybe. It could go down, Oh, you think too. it could go down? Okay. It could go down, okay. too. Okay, all right. I, here's the thing. I'm a bit of a hipster with the dark comedies just because I love In Bruges so much. Well, we both do. Yeah, it's yeah. Bo- and you both do of too. our favorite exactly. movies. Yeah. But that movie did kind of, like... Like, I've seen that movie enough to where, and everything relates in that script to now when I watch movies, I'm looking for shit to come back around. And this movie did a fantastic job of making pretty much every line they say come back around. And I just don't think it's a fair comparison anyway, because you're looking at... Oh, they're two different subject matters. Not even just that, just the talent of acting in in Bruges Mm. compared to... I mean, you got... Very true. Brendan Gleeson, Colin Farrell. Oh, and probably budget. World-class actors. Yeah. World-class actors. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know who directed in Bruges. Martin McDonough, I think. Irish guy. Okay. He's done. He hasn't. Everything he's done since. And he ended up, I think, winning Best Director for Three Billboards, which I think is not as good as, not, as in Bruges. In Bruges is better. So pretty much in Bruges was his first movie. Then he did Seven Psychopaths, I think. And then he did Three Decent Billboards. Decent movie. But I've... I have not liked anything that he's done as much as In Bruges. Well, In Bruges is a masterpiece. That, yeah, that being it's said, a masterpiece. I don't think I've liked any movie as much as In Bruges. In Bruges is a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, well, I think that about does it for everyone here at Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz Crew. Keenan, take us out. I wasn't masturbating. This concludes our broadcast. Sorry. Take it again. <clears throat> Keenan, take us out. I wasn't masturbating. We are the Real Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Or was I? All right. Yeah, this audio. Oh, thank you.